This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yo, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. Welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios in Marietta, Georgia. Big week for us. This week, we're going to talk about Beer Guys Radio, really, a good bit. Yeah, a fair amount. And maybe some beer news, we'll get into it. But I am Tim Dennis. With me, as always, my good friend and co-host, Brian Hewitt. And more importantly, (laughs) Becky Smalls. Hello. Smalls, how you been? Delightful. Good. Busy, as always. Busy. Running and running and running. I've been demoted. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's Good friend, more well, important. You know, the beards are so out, Brian. That's, that's, right. that's true. I am behind the in, times. Beards are out. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna comb the beard up to the top and put it in a bun. Ooh. Yeah. Are you do a beard split bun. Split it? Uh, oh, that's a good idea. I was thinking yeah. one side, but splitting it might be a little well, bit better. Well, one side would be kind of like 80s. I really that. shouldn't have trimmed it earlier today <sighs> because it was getting a little wild and crazy. I should just let it go because it's going to be really, that's that much longer until I can pull it up into a bun. So him talking about doing the single strand side pony bun beard. Makes me think he needs like leg warmers and such. <laughs> yes. I see him bouncing around doing jazzercise. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. With your single side pony beard. Okay. All yeah. right. I don't know what to make of that, but all right, Tim. Yeah. Go for it. Brian, how the heck are you? I'm doing well. So, as you said, we are going to talk about some interesting developments, big changes to this show, but also, also some craft beer stats, uh, another big name in the beer world shutting down U.S. operations. And some interesting developments in non-alcoholic beer. It's going to be a whole lot of show today. It is a whole yeah. lot of show. We'll get to what we can for sure. But uh, we want to start with a shout out, Brian. We want yes. to thank Tyler Smur. He is our newest Patreon supporter. Uh, Tyler's from Texas, and we've chatted a good bit. He keeps us up to date on what's happening in Texas beer, his favorite breweries and stuff there. So, Tyler, thank you so much for your support. We do greatly appreciate it. And he has access to the new Discord server of ours. He so does. He can He's chat in with Discord. Us. We can chat, talk beer. Almost 24-7. We do talk beer occasionally on our Discord server. Sometimes we talk pickles. Yes. yes. Pickle chat. We do talk pickles, which is important. But just kind of anything going on. Video games, I think. Yeah, a little bit of that. Brewing. We have a, a, a brewer, a couple brewers on there that talk about what they're up to. I think cheese comes up a fair cheese amount because cheese is up. a big, interesting yeah. topic. And Usually we are nice. overdue for yeah. a trip to Capella, but that's another stuff. It is. But yeah, beer chat entirely. with uh, related topics or yes. just whatever's on our mind. But uh, Brian, as we mentioned last week, and I will reiterate now, this, Brian, is our final session in our studio here in Marietta, Georgia. It is also our final radio broadcast. So we want to thank everybody who's listened to us on the radio over these last seven years, Brian, seven years plus that we've been doing this. But if you are a radio listener, we're not going away. We're not going away. So don't be, don't be, we're don't cry for us, Argentina, but you're going to have to get us on your podcast app. Well, I don't think they hear us in Argentina. They probably already hear us. Well, they do the podcast. Yeah. Okay. So, but, uh, so then they won't cry for us is what you're They're like, they already know. I'm like, ah, it doesn't affect. That's fine. We're good. But yes, but if you do listen on the radio, please know that uh, we're going to take a week off. Yes. And then we are, excuse me, we're going to take a week off the 22nd. We've got one more show coming. We've got a week break. And uh, then we will, for lack of a better term, relaunch BGR 2.0 as podcast only. So get on your favorite podcasting app, 
subscribe now so you don't miss anything. Exactly. Right. I, so I could br- say it better myself. Better yet, become a Patreon. Patron, get on yes, there. Yeah, get on support. There. Get, on, get on there. Chat Come give us. us some support. Get there in the Discord <laughs> chat. Talk <laughs> about pickles. That's right. Or whatever tickles Make your fun fancy. of uh, Brian's beard. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you could even talk about beer. It's not prohibited on our Discord. It's not. We, it's we, not. we don't often, no. but yeah. But y'all, Brian, Becky, Nate, uh, oh, Orion is here, which is uh, Becky's worst half. So I think we established that earlier, right? (laughs) But uh, seven years. Y'all, a lot has happened in seven years. Uh, We launched the show January 2nd, 2016 on AM 920 in Atlanta, Georgia. And we were going to be just a local beer show. You know, I think we had a little over 40 breweries maybe in the state at the time. And uh, you know what? We did a newsletter at the time, This Week in Georgia Beer, and we could seriously put every single event in the entire state in a newsletter. And it just grew toward, you know, that just wasn't wasn't possible. But, uh, Brian, what's your favorite? I, you got involved pretty early. You weren't co-host right out of the gate. That was Aaron Williams. Yeah, that's right. Because Aaron and I started the show. But you joined fairly quickly as our, um, what do we call you? Beer uh, field hopperative. The field hopperative. Yeah. 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 I, and, and I became the news guy. And then I, you know, when Aaron left, I just kind of took over. What right into co-hosting. Yeah. Uh, did a better job than him. That's true. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Aaron Shots didn't know fired, anything. Aaron, if Aaron you're listening. didn't know anything about radio. He'd never done it before. No, so that's that true. Was, that yeah. was the thing. I didn't either, but I'm, yeah, I, some I, faked natural, it, I faked it better than he did, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what's been, uh, what's something that's memorable or a favorite for you uh, over these years? Oh, uh, man. Show wise, like, so just thinking about the episodes, the arch- beer archaeology, Travis Rupp, that show that where we one. talk about, uh, it, when we talk about beer history and they're always finding new, new uh, sources of beer, new beer halls, new brewing evidence from thousands and thousands of years ago. I love that. I love that. Uh, I'll see Dan Carey uh, having him on, talking yeah, to him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, now it's skipping my name, but uh, the hair of the dog dude, getting to finally talk to him uh, after drinking his beer. Alan like, Sprintz. Alan Sprintz, Alan yes, Sprintz, that's yes. right. And uh, man, there's so many good so many good episodes. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's hard to pick a, f- a favorite one, but those are some of my favorites. Okay. Yeah. Smalls, how about you? Did you have a favorite episode or moment or anything over the last several years? Oh, man. Mine, mine are always where we get to travel. Yeah. I like That's doing it. those. Right. Like going down to GABF or, yeah, GABF or down to Florida. And we got to do the show down there. I just, I like to well, I travel for my day job. So, of course, I love going out in the field and yeah. doing stuff. But then, of course, we've had so many great guests, like the new Glarus. Like, that was fabulous. That Brian stumped him with a question. That was good. Yeah. yeah. Deep yeah. Part of the reason that. I like that. <laughs> I love, like, the 12 beers of Christmas. That's always, always fun. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's, I think I'm with you, Smalls. The travel. And really, I know it's a cheesy kind of answer, but it's the people, the friends we made along the way. Oh, <laughs> so, But we have met a lot yes, of great people. You know, that, you know, we've made a lot of great connections on that. There was... Uh, Something related to uh, the news that we've got later, but uh, uh, non-alcoholic beer, we've really seen the boom, the, the entire oh, yeah. boom. From of the very beginning, you know, kind of. Our yeah. show started before Athletic Brewing was even founded, you know, so we've seen them go from non-existence to, you know, purged to be there or poised to be the 15th largest craft brewer in the U.S. Yeah, seriously. And they're already top 20 probably by the stats yeah. that I've seen so far. Yeah. Right. But we met, of course, Marcus Serta who uh, at our station WVMT up in Burlington, Vermont. Uh, We've got John Joplin and Greg Tish down at uh, WVFT, I think, in Tallahassee. Yes, that's right. Really cool people there. And then, you know, just all the brewers everywhere. We've had we've got brewers across the country that have said, 
find me if you're in town, you know, so we could go anywhere. Some that may have resorts on there. We still, they might probably have forgotten by now, but Von Trapp said they'd put us up in their lodge there. If we got up there, we didn't act on that soon enough. I don't think that was another favorite moment because that was one of the first we, I think it was one of the very first shows we ever recorded here in this building. Okay. And we didn't have the studio yet. And I think it was very new to being co-hosting at that point in time. Mm -hmm. I don't remember how good that Pilsner was and how interesting everything about that story yeah. was. The sound of music people and their beer is amazing. And they invited yeah. us to come up and visit. Now we haven't, but see, right. I take advantage of that when I travel for work, sure. I'll go visit the breweries that we've spoken with and just introduce myself. And they get super excited to, to actually meet somebody from the crew. So, see, yeah, that's good stuff. That's when I was in San Diego last year, I went to um, Lost Abbey and Tommy Arthur was there. And I, you know, I was like, Hey, Tommy, I was like, it's Tim Dennis, you know, from beer guys radio. We had, had you on the show a while ago. He's like, oh, cool. He's like, who? Oh, yeah, yeah you. <laughs> He's like, I'm about to go meet with some people from the Brewers Association. I was like, okay, and that, and then that, that was it. So uh, see, that one, one is, that one you. wasn't as memorable. But uh, <laughs> you know, we've met, we've interviewed Adam Carolla. We've interviewed oh, yeah. uh, uh, the guys from Foreigner. That's right. Yeah. We're yeah. good buddies with the guys from Nappy Roots that we met through beer. They're supposed to be coming to the studio tonight, so we may Hopefully have them yeah. 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 later. Interviewed that one band. That w- oh, that's one time. band. Yes, they <laughs> oh. wanted a lot from us, though. They uh, wanted a lot. Dude from Manchester Orchestra, the oh, drummer, oh, yeah, Tim Barry. Yeah, that Tim was Barry. another favorite. He was hanging out in yeah. here, drink, talking about drinking beers. Yeah, Whereas we're hanging out with a drummer from Manchester Orchestra. How, drinking, how drinking great beers. is this? Yeah, so we've met cool people. We've met celebrities. We became friends with a lot of of cool people and uh yeah most of my friendships are beer related these days just because i'm so kind of embedded in that that's right did you say awesome Awesome. yeah yeah all of my friends are drinking buddies all my friends are drinking buddies awesome well y'all we need to take us a quick break you are listening to the beer guys radio show and we'll be back right after this the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram your revolution is over mr lebowski condolences the bums lost now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show remember all episodes are available on demand so if you miss the broadcast get the podcast beer guys radio is available on all popular and unpopular podcasting apps now let's get back to the show brian i think it's time for the beers of the week so i'm going to tell everyone the beers of the week all right, right you do that now. And I want to thank our sponsor, The Nest, for sponsoring this segment. Craft Beer, Barbecue, Downtown Kennesaw, Georgia. Brian, they occasionally do fun things like maybe uh, uh, they do trivia just for fans of The Office. Okay. They they did Titanic trivia lately. There's even my favorite shows. I don't know them well enough to do trivia on them. But I'm about the same. I don't remember enough of the details. I'm surprised that people do, honestly. But maybe that's just me. I guess that ties into our observance or, or whatever i just take it i just enjoyed the thing at the time but You're not a fanatic right but if say. you like friends or titanic or the office enough to memorize it then you need to check out the nest for one of their trivia nights yeah that sounds good. yeah but our beers we've got a lot of really nice beers to get into we started off with highland brewing's uh trail bound hazy juicy ale which is very nice uh we are currently on a dry fontanen oud goose a 2018 vintage there uh, because this is a special show, we're going to break out a See the Stars from Creature Comforts. Smalls, do you remember when that was released? I don't even remember now. Is that 16? Uh, I was, it's got to be at it's least been a while. eight yeah. years ago. 
question. Is it eight years? Like it was before the show started. Well, I was going to say, was that before? That we was even like the first big, huge release. Uh, no, Mike Nate may have, have an update. Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Wow. Okay. So what is that? Eight. That. Is that eight? That is eight years. Yeah, right. That's the way that works out. Yeah. And then Brian, because of the situation tonight, we will get a Unibrew La Fin du Monde. Mm, so uh, probably not literal for us, but uh, I figured the drama. Of La Fin du Monde is our last beer in the studio. We're La- just going to do it. Yeah. We're yeah. just going to do it. Makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, Brian, so that's what we got going on. And uh, we do, in spite of all the uh, the whining about our studio space and all that, we got some pretty hot news to share this week, right? We do, yeah. Yes, we do. The first thing we've got is the uh, IRA, IRI, excuse me, indicating that craft beer dollar sales went down 4.8% in 2022. The U.S. craft beer segment was down 4.8% in dollars in 2022, says Scott Scanlon, the executive vice president of Bev AI Vertical at Information Resources, Inc. in Chicago. For the 52-week period ending January 1st, 2023, craft beer sales totaled 40, uh, $4.7 billion, a 4.8% decrease in off-premise multi-outlets. Uh, case sales were down 8.6% during that time frame. And the National Wholesalers Association March 2023 Beer Purchasers Index, say that really fast a couple of times, showed the craft index at 28. A reading greater than 50 indicates the segment is expanding. And as you guess, 28 is a lot less than 50. A reading below 50 indicates the segment is contracting. This indicates the craft segment is continuing to contract and is below the March 2022 reading of 47. That's a huge drop from 47 to 22 so that's or 28 excuse me that's giant contraction the index for imports continues to point to expanding volumes with a reading of 62 so imports are doing well comparatively speaking it's uh it's not a great time for craft beer in terms of sales these days and yeah and that inflation is probably figuring into this a fair amount one note brian you said the national wholesalers association i do want to clarify that is the national beer wholesalers Association. beer wholesalers there, so. excuse me and you know i was kind of trying to ponder this and and, and what it means i think we know that you know craft i think the craft can the craft craze is down i don't think we've got a bubble burst here or anything you know 4.6 is a little bit of a slide uh, people are becoming more health conscious. You know, there True. is there is a little bit more of in a beer in there. And uh, I mean, so even if that takes like a percent away, that's not, you know, it's not a massive amount, but it's it's worth taking note of because uh, non-alcoholic beer is growing quicker than I think some people gave it credit that it would do. But yeah. we'll dive into that a little bit more in a minute, but that could be a piece of it. And I'm surprised with us coming out of the pandemic, though, that because I'm assuming that they're comparing these numbers like year over year. But did we have a lot of package sales during the pandemic? Maybe there was I think more so. there. I think so, because people couldn't go out. So I think people were exceptionally unhealthy and drinking heavily yeah. when they were locked in their houses. Well, except so, for me. But then also there was a the whole issue with can shortages. And oh, yeah. Like there so was, I wonder right. if that kind yeah. of trickled in. And, yeah. Uh, and I just saw some news recently. I didn't dive into the full article, but it's like we we're good on cans. Basically, you know, we've got a we've got a flow of cans now. So. You know, that could be something. Yes, the can shortages, supply chain. We had a CO2 shortage for oh, a while, right. too. Yeah. yeah. The, like gas, the CO2 shortage, which is really interesting to think, but it's not easy to just pull that out of the air, apparently. So kind of expensive to do that. So the guys that were making it, I think it was part of the process of making fertilizer. It was like a secondhand component that they could just turn around and sell to add yeah. profit onto the, the making of fertilizer, which yeah. was convenient for us. 
But when they had problems with that, it negatively impacted us. I did not know that. Yeah. Something new today. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. It's from an older story, I think. I do think in the big picture, we know craft beer is down a little bit. We are seeing some closures. We see things happening all the time. We have, as we've talked about here on the show a few times, one of our favorites, Orpheus Brewing, is closing their tap room soon. And uh, we made, for me, it's going to be the final visit last weekend. And I had a good time. I think you said, Brian, you're going to try to get back down there again. I'm going to try to make at least one Small. more stop by I there. Need, I need to yeah. make one more. Yeah, you well, should. I remember when they first opened. That's so sad. Yeah, I know. That's, what we were th- that's what we were talking about. You know, we've kind of known them, or not kind of, but we've known them since before they opened yeah. up. And a great brewery, too. So it's not, you know, a lot of people think, I, I've heard when someone goes to a brewery they don't care for, and they'll say, oh, well, these, these guys aren't going to last. That's not always... The case, you know, there's there's breweries that there's breweries that I don't personally care for, but they've got a super loyal following. Yes. And, uh, you know, so it's not always everybody's susceptible in this climate. I wonder if there's a generational shift in tastes. The people that were very into craft beer and it's the hottest period of time. I think that they're hitting a point where they all have young kids and they can't drink the way they did. And when they do, they feel it more and it has more obvious health impacts on them. Whereas younger people, they've got different tastes like that. Oh, you know, craft beer. Well, that was that last generation. We're into hard seltzer. We're into whatever else. And that's that sort of thing, too, because I'm like, I'll be honest, my tastes have kind of changed, but I tend to drink more, you know, craft like whiskeys and things like that. Like, I enjoy that more. Like, I still enjoy good craft beer, but my tastes have just kind of evolved a little bit. I'm sure I'll come back full circle. But that's always been the the, the, uh, conversation we've always had about having. You just want a good lager. Just something yeah. simple, not something that has 10,000 adjuncts in it. That's what yeah. I was going to say, Smalls. Yeah. My my drinking habits have definitely changed over the years. And I, and I still go to craft beer more than anything else. But, you, it, Brian, we've talked about this, like, bottle shares, where they're like, well, there's going to be 100 stouts here. Yeah. Those don't appeal to me as much as they did five or six years ago. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to sit around and drink 100 beers necessarily i uh, like you know i love those but they got out of control and i always remember how much it hurts the next yeah. day <laughs> yeah and if yeah. you don't remember i have pictures oh, oh that, yeah brian yeah. to remind you. I, i'm sure i'm There's sure always you my, my terrible check-ins also <laughs> oh your terrible <laughs> t- your drunk check-ins yeah yeah well, some of those are great and some of them are horribly embarrassing i'll, I'll check stuff in and say things so i'm like wow i really shouldn't have said that usually not like horrible but just cringy i do a lot of cringy yeah. drunk check-ins they're entertaining if you're not the person writing them, basically. Sure. Okay. Are you the one that's doing one star? I hate this style. <laughs> no, I, I don't do that. I do off the wall stuff. I, I, I make weird puns or just non sequiturs that well, if you look at it, you're like, what is wrong with this guy? Yeah. And I look at that and say, what is wrong with this guy? Oh, that's me. That's yeah. me. Yeah. This guys, that guy's got something wrong. Oh, oh, it's me. It's me. Oh, it's me. oh, it's me. I was it's drunk. Yeah, me. I get it now. Yeah. I get it. And, uh, Usually I, I sort of remember where I was going with it, but not always, not always. Yeah. That's the fun of doing something alcohol related. You can always blame it on the alcohol. So, yeah. Oh yeah. I'd had a few. They're like, Oh, I know. Yeah. I totally like our day jobs. No, no. Your code's all messed up, Brian. There's oh, I'm sorry. I'd been drinking. I, so for <laughs> a, for a while as a younger man, not while, not this current job, not in a long time. I used to think I, I did code fairly well when I had a few beers. And I, I generally found out when I went back, like, it seemed great at the time. I look at it again, like, ooh, that was bad. Why did I do that? That was really bad. It never worked out. It's fun. It's just not productive. Never code drunk, Brian. It's just not a good idea. Or maybe it is. It's fun. Be entertaining. You just have to, you'll have to rework it. That's, that's all. right. Yeah. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're going to take us another break. 
and we will be right back. Have you been to the Nest Kennesaw yet? Hi, I'm Adam, owner of the Nest in historic downtown Kennesaw, and I want to personally invite you to visit us. With the best damn barbecue in town, 48 taps of always rotating craft beers, a dog-friendly patio, all in two conjoined historical homes, we know there's something for you at the Nest Kennesaw. Find us at thenestkennesaw.com to start drooling over that menu, or go ahead and grab your friends, your family, or just yourself and come on in for a pint. The Nest Kennesaw, can't wait to have you at our table. Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. Have you visited Ironmonger Brewing recently? Take a trip and see the newly renovated and spacious tap room or enjoy the outdoors in their new beer garden with plenty of seating and shade to ease that summer sun. Ironmonger's tap room has a variety of craft beer and hard seltzer on tap with wine and spirits coming soon. Ready for a bit of adventure? Try out axe throwing with Ironmonger's 16 target range. It's a perfect spot for some quick fun or to host your next party or corporate event. So grab your friends and have some fun today at Ironmonger Brewing. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. I want to give a quick shout out to one of our great radio affiliates, WVMT 620 AM and 96.3 FM in Burlington, Vermont. Catch Beer Guys Radio on WVMT every Saturday at 10 AM. Now let's get back to the show. Sometimes Brian gets a script, and even if it's totally meaningless, he's just got it there to read, so he reads it. <laughs> it's, you know what? As long that. as we're on the radio, I'm still going to do the shout-outs. Okay. And it's a good station. One yeah. of our favorites. One I picked favorites. it because it's one of my favorites. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, Brian, we were talking last segment about uh, closures. It yes. just changes. Beer sells down on that. Mickler closed its final U.S. location, and they're ceasing operations in the U.S. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Didn't you nearly go to one of those? Is I it- did. So when I was out in San Diego, I stayed in the Little Italy neighborhood, and that is where their taproom was. I believe it was three blocks from me, but I went to other places, and in the time I had allotted out there, didn't get a chance to go there. Yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. But yes, as you said, San Diego's Little Italy neighborhood, they closed it uh, this week, and it was their last U.S. location. Yeah. I didn't realize that until reading this. I thought that they had several across the country, but no, they've slowly been closing all of them down. You know, it was slow. I believe the first, you know what? You've got the info there. I think you'll cover all of it here, Brian. I'll probably cover it all. Yeah. Yeah. All their right. production brewery in San Diego's Miramar neighborhood closed in August while Mickler shifted to contract brewing through Alesmith. The adjoining tap room closed on October 1st with their San Francisco location closing October 22nd. Although Mickler said they, the time would be, uh, they would be immediately seeking interested buyers for the Miramar facility and warehouse. New Capital, uh, New Mill Capital, excuse me, announced the brewery's impending auction this week. The brewery faced allegations of a toxic and unsafe work environment in San Diego in 2017. In 2021, Mickler was the subject of a super cool toxic work pace, a podcast about working conditions at its locations in Europe and the U.S. 
Nickler operates 40 retail locations in Europe and Asia. It's New York City outpost, outpost, excuse me, a 20 barrel brewery and restaurant located in City Field closed in October of 2020. So there we did cover. We covered all, we all covered of it. the timeline. I had there. all the yeah. bullet points. So. Yeah, I wanted to make it down to Mickler. I did yeah. want to make it down there because it is one I enjoy. They do some unique stuff, but it it just wasn't in the cards. I made it to Stone, one, yeah. of, their, uh, one of their locations. I made it down to the Lost Abbey, which that was really, that was the one closest to me where I'm like, I can't miss this one. I got to get out there. And yeah. I don't know if it was the original painting or a print, but they had the Duck, Duck, Goose painting on the oh. wall there. And I was tempted. I even posted a picture of it on Instagram and said I was tempted to steal it, which is probably not a good thing to do if you plan on stealing something. Yeah, borrowing, well, Tim. It's borrowing. borrowing. I'm going to borrow. I'll, I'll I would like back. to borrow this for a while for the studio. Yes. Yeah. And the Instagram post showed that they knew where it was. Like, you know, it wasn't like it was missing. Mickler is one of those interesting early, like, craft beer kind of elite type of when I saw that, I'm like, ooh, we got some good stuff in, uh-huh. in town. They were the first ones I ever saw that did the the large uh, streak or series of just single hot beers that uh, you could. I think at one point there was a shelf that had a dozen of them. You could just pick the hot variety you wanted to try, and they brewed a beer with it. It was also one of the first beers I'd ever had that uh, first IPAs I ever had that had coffee in it, which kind of blew my mind. It was not good. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember that. But they did. What were their their beer geek uh, brunch and weasel and coffee? Yeah. I think. Oh, that, all that's that. right. Those were those were pretty hype beers for yeah. a while. They were they were harder to get, and when they came to town, everybody was excited about them. And it was one of those things where if you got it, you made a big was big that Mickler or Evil Twin? No, that was Mickler. Was it the, they did the beer geek, the beer I geek, believe the brunches so. and all that. that yeah. Was, okay. Gotcha. Uh, Evil Twin did stuff like. Uh, they may have done some collabs with them mm-hmm. on some of those. That's Is that I right, Smalls? Collab, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think that. Uh, I think Evil Evil Twin w- was always Gypsy. I'm trying to remember. That's now. what I thought. Was, and they were like brothers. Yeah. So they, weren't they brothers? They brewed together and they split yeah. off. And I think that they're not on good terms. And uh, subject of like movies and sitcoms and things like that, that i've read articles sense. i've yeah. read stories and so yeah there's i know there's something there but don't know it well enough to share the story yeah. basically yeah so but, yes they will be missed but apparently they still have a lot of facilities in europe and yeah. asia and we may still get some of it imported if you're a fan of mickler all right yeah. i am you know there's so many things that when i hear some of these breweries are closing in that it's like oh that stinks but then i think well i haven't bought that in forever when fat tire changed i'm like oh bummer but i can't remember the last time i bought fat tire you know, so I can't complain too much if I'm part of the problem there. Well, and yes, you're part of the problem, but also a, a part of the problem is, is when was the last time you saw Fat Tire on draft anywhere? Like, it's been a long time for me. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And I haven't been necessarily looking for it, but it used to be kind of a fallback option for me, and it, it slowly disappeared. Better fallback options, you know, you know, Creature Comforts, uh, IPAs or Berliners or Loggers or whatever, or, or Sweetwater 420, like local stuff. You know, yeah. it's nice to have a local option, but that used to be it. And right. at, at one point in time, they swept the country. So they did. Yeah. But Brian, speaking of not being on draft, yes, Heineken has announced that there's five states they're pulling out of. Uh, they're no longer going to dis- distribute that, dra- or not no longer, but for the next 12 months, they will not distribute draft. Yeah, this is a really interesting story. Uh, Heineken USA cutting the draft sales to five states. Interesting states, Vermont. Wyoming, Montana, North Dakota, and South Dakota. I'm not sure what those states did to merit being pulled off of the uh, draft account for 12 months, but uh, 
in all honesty, I believe they're lesser populated states. Well, that's you know, the thing. Those are like Montana or Wyoming, Montana, North and South Dakota are the last states I need to hit besides Hawaii. And I've been to all 50 to states. To get off it. So it's there you go. Curious. Well, maybe it's because you're you not a, been there. Yeah. 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 It's good. You're not a Heineken fan to no, hit no, those I'm states because you're out of luck. You're out of luck. No, they're NA. They're Heineken uh, Zero or whatever. Yeah. That's quality. That's a, that's a quality if you like Heineken. If you like yeah. Heineken. Anyway. Right. Right. Anyway, so the statement I thought was a little confusing, but maybe that makes more sense if we know they're sparsely populated states. But the quote that they supplied was, we have recently made a supply chain decision to streamline our on-premise product offerings for a small subset of partners across a few markets. So I'm not sure what that means, but basically no draft for those states for 12 months. It sounds like it's pretty self-explanatory, and I think they go on to say it's due to supply chain issues. Yeah, pretty much. So they've just had to pick some places to make a little bit of a cut from in order to help their supply chain woes. Yeah. So if I, I go guess visit the- those states, I will bring some Heineken with That's me it. as barter. Yeah, oh, there you go. That's there- what I did when we went to uh, Vegas. She was a huge Yingling lover, and they can't get Yingling in Vegas, so yeah. I brought her Yingling. She was so happy. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That may not work out well because Lagunitas, which they own, all the draft and everything for that's still going through, but their core brands in packaged format. So the cans are still going to get distribution. Oh, Only draft ooh. won't. So unless you bring kegs, you that, keg. that's a lot of weight. Yeah. There's a weight limit. Yeah. So I, I thought to, you know, the supply chain issues and whatnot, I thought that might be it. But there's also, this corresponds with a change uh, or the rollout of Heineken Silver, which is their new low calorie, low carb beer. I'm wondering if they have to pull resources in from someplace to support that rollout. And this, they're just pulling the draft from these states in order to pull this off. That's my speculation. Again, that would be supply chain. Yeah, you know, basically. You, we've got this new product. We want to get out there. We want to do this and that. And, uh, you know, these these businesses, man, there's so many charts and spreadsheets and graphs and deltas and all run sheets on what they need to do that they're making a very calculated decision there. It's a really unusual decision just because they're not saying it's permanent, like after 12 months I, I guess sure. it's coming back and maybe Reassess they assess the supply chain. Yeah, I guess. But has if, there been any backlash? Have we heard anything from the folks that live in those states? Not, not I really. I haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. Okay, well, then it's fine. Well, there's right. only, they're, they're like, well, <laughs> no one, it is all right. there's only five people in each state. So, you know, that would have to hurt Heineken a little bit. It's like, we're stopped and stop and draft. They're all like, okay, we weren't drinking right. it anyway. That's yeah. fine. Well, I'm guessing that's probably, that has to be. The, the the ones at the lowest end of the sales, you know, uh, you would figure you like you're not going to cut your big your big state accounts, you sure. know, obviously because that's really going to hurt. Uh, so it makes sense. It does. Yeah. It does. That's what I was saying. It doesn't sound like that. Uh, yeah, the math adds up. It seems from what they're saying there. But uh, Brian, let's share this one kind of quickly. We uh, Deschutes as we were talking about the the growth of in a beer, and uh, they're bringing their non alcoholic beer production in house. They are partnering up with a, an organization that allows them to create highly concentrated beer without the alcohol that they can sell, water down and sell as non-alcoholic. And it's supposed to be the best tasting thing they'd ever encountered. Uh, so they've been doing it, uh, contract brew with them in Colorado. They're buying the product. Bruvo, I believe, is the name of the actual product. And they're producing their beer in, in-house going forward. So you believe that's the name or is it the name? Because I it's think Bruvo. we actually have it here in the... Uh... It's Bruvo, and okay. I do not have the name of the company that makes it handy. Okay, well, yes, we'll keep an eye on go. that, see how that progresses. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash beerguys. Patrons get cool parts like Beer Guys swag, commercial-free episodes, and access to our brand-new Discord server. Now, let's get back to the show. Back to the show, y'all. We have a special announcement before we roll along. One of our good friends just showed up at the studio. Fish scales with nappy roots and Atlantucky brewing. I should reverse the order there for now, right? Atlantucky brewing and nappy roots, or do you have a preference? Uh, nah, bro. I take them right. as they come. I'm all nappy roots and I'm all Atlantucky. There you go. But good I, stuff, man. I, honestly, I am slightly more excited about Atlantucky. Yeah, good love, stuff. I love beer. That's you know what. So we were talking at the beginning of the show about meeting nappy roots and that, yeah. and the friendships that we developed through craft beer and. uh we met at Monday Night Brewing Scales, I guess, five, six years ago now, right? Yeah, we was doing Front Porch, right? Beer, front Porch. Yeah. 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 So our um, album called 48, Another 40 Acres. And uh, we performed. We did a beer with Monday Night called Front Porch, which is a pale ale. And since then, we've just been full speed. And Monday yeah. Night has played a very big, integral part in us having Atlantuck. Yeah. So, oh, um, yeah, I know those guys. They definitely yeah. supported that. I got, sure a, enough. I got a humdinger. Yeah, Smalls got, got a humdinger. Yes, I the last a a bottle of humdinger. Yes. Listen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People are on the search for humdingers. My dad has one, but he's kept it in the Oh, should I hold on to it? Time. Can I pay off my student loans with it? Should I hold That's it? That's it. <laughs> so, on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it was a great beer. It's fabulous. It was the second beer we did with Monday night, and we aged it for 10 months. And that's, that's pretty unique. You know, back yeah. then, that was what 2017 maybe and so we're still here man doing beer and still working with peter cowley we actually have a beer in the in the in the barrel right now for, that we did collaboration on monday night it'll be atlantucky's first barrel days beer i was gonna ask barrel at your place huh and I, that's awesome man yeah. good huh. stuff you want to tell good. us a little bit more about it or is it a secret for now i'll tell you what i'm, I'm quite mad at peter man he came uh, through here, and he really <laughs> taught us how to make stouts uh, he told us you got to boil those things for about two hours to at really least, make a heavy right? stout. At know, least, yeah. To, to get a good heavy stout, and me being the head brewer, every minute counts. So when you're used to doing one hour boils, and now you got to do two hour boils, it's like a much longer day than normal. But I appreciate the knowledge, and now I know how to make heavy stout. Yeah. Now, see, and Monday what, night makes the best heavy stout. They make good stouts. I can't wait till he's. Camping overnight at the brewery yeah, to do a twenty-four say, hour yeah. boil. Yeah, wait till he <laughs> finds <laughs> wait till he finds out about those. Like he a, slices yeah. us off a piece of it. Y'all try this beer. Get you a plate. Yeah. Let me slice you <laughs> off. Let me slice you <laughs> off. A piece you need a here. fork with that beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Well, I tell you what, Brian, we got a beer here again. Being a little cheeky with this La Fin du Monde, La Fin du Monde, which translates to the end of the world. Yes. We figured since this is our last studio session, our last radio broadcast, again. Reminder to everybody, we're not going away, y'all. You can't get rid of us. But we are going to podcast only after a brief break. Uh, April 29th, we'll be podcast only. So we've got this show. We're going to do our little beer fest show. Yes. Take a break and then new format there. So, but Brian, tell us about La Fin du Monde. So like you said, Unibrew, it makes it. It uh, means the end of the world. The uh, The actual source of it uh, is it was a tribute tribute to, man, I can't say that word, a tribute to Quebec. A land that was conquered or encountered by 16th century French explorers who thought they'd reached the end of the world. So 
explorers thought Quebec was the end of the world. So back then, makes sense. You like they sailed probably further than anybody had in hundreds of years, hundreds if of ever. Years, right? It's a Belgian triple, nine percent ABV, nineteen IBUs. They uh, make this with a triple fermentation brewing process and a a blend of yeast. So it's not a one particular yeast. They have a a few different in house. And uh, this beer, it's coming up on its 30th anniversary. They've been brewing Crazy. it since February 1994. I think that math checks out. That's like 29 years, right? 29. Coming yeah. up on uh, coming up on 30, like you said. I got to yeah. check on these things because me doing math in my head, especially after having a few beers, it doesn't, doesn't usually work out too right. well. So we have the traditional 750 ml bottle. It was cork and cage. Love that. Love that about this beer. I like having beer in that format. But I've seen that you can get this in cans now too, which is kind of crazy to me. Triples in cans, and that's that is what I have. What do you think about this beer? I mean, I I like it, man. It's it's rich. It's it's you know malty, not a creaminess, but kind of fills on the palate because of the body of the beer. It's 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 soft, luxurious. It is luxurious. It's almost got like a a caramel apple type of thing. It's it's uh, and I think the uh, it's not too effervescent, but it's like a soft abundant carbonation that's quite nice so uh i like it i get a little bit of like a little phenolic spice yeah just not Uh, just a touch a little drying bitterness on the palate like on the very finish there so but it's take scales what do you think of this one uh this beer uh it was one of my um one of my close friends who i came into the beer game with he always said this was his favorite beer nice um I won't even try to pronounce it at this point. But uh, he always said it was one of his favorite beers, so I always respected it every time I see it or try it. And I like it. Like, this is one of the better, better times I've had it. You know, I've had it at times when it didn't really fit what I was eating or what I was drinking around the time. Right. This is, you know, it, it reminds me, I miss searching for beers. Like, that, that stage you. is kind of gone for yeah. me as far as, oh, there's... Lafayette and Demont. I need to grab that because now I have a brewery and all I do is drink Atlantucky. So seeing this beer reminds me, I used to really go around and see who had the most exclusive beers. And I miss this of buying one of these, going back to my place and just sitting down, drinking one of these by myself, you know, just studying the beer as opposed to me drinking 12 cups of Atlantucky a day. Yeah. So I miss this, man. This is really good. I get the sweetness. I get the candiness. It's, there's no hop flavors to it. And that's, I assume, this style of beer doesn't really um, lend to hoppiness. Right. But the sweetness is great. Like, I love it. It's not too sweet. It's not boozy at all. And I assume it's high. I think it's 9%. 9%. 9%. Yeah. Very high ABV. Not boozy at all. I get it. Yeah, it hides it so well. Now you know a a a dry hop triple might be really good though. (laughs) Well, there's like Hublon Schuf. Yeah, that's nice. Is that is that a dry hop golden ale or I don't remember the style on Le Schuf, but I know it's. Yeah, I I shy away from spices. Okay, that's never been my favorite. All right, um, few beers do the spiciness, but um, I do love just the the slight maltiness of it. You know, I, I could take that. I love it. I like it. Yeah. See, that's, I love that, uh, the caramel or toffee notes that you get yeah. from yeah. malts that you can get from some of those, you know, like a big Doppelbach, something like that, you know, get those. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I get you. That's, uh, you know, there's one you shared with us one time from, uh, Against the Grain. 
and I believe it was a Vietnamese caught no black tea stout. Oh yeah, you remember black that black tea, tea, tea stout? Narcos tea. I, yes, Narcos right. tea. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's a right. Thirty-two dollar beer. That was delicious. I mean, you know, Todd. Every now and then there's something that like I like black tea. I, I like stouts, but the two of those together, I didn't expect what nice. came what came out. What was that like? Uh, a thirty-two K or was wasn't the name of the beer like thirty-two K or something like that, that one? Yeah, no, this was a different one, I think, right? Because uh, like 32K and 64K, they're another beer. 32K is a great, that's probably their best beer. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's the stout. But the Narcos Tea is one of their boutique beers that you only yeah. get at the. Oh, so it wasn't know. like a variance or something like that or one off. They didn't no, add no, extra. It, okay. It was straight up. I think I, the beer that I shared with you, I think it was uh-huh. a $32 um, pork. Yeah, one beer. of those you splurge. All right, oh, one of those yeah. where you go a little crazy it here. It may <laughs> have been the highest yeah. beer I paid by thirty-two dollars well, for thirty-two ounce. Well, in, with inflation, I'm sure that's a forty-dollar beer now. Yeah, <laughs> it was early on, so but still, so well, that's and there, it was worth it. We all know Mike Nate has told me we have come to La Fin du Monde for the show. Uh, Scales, you know what? Real quick, let's give you a shout out. Where can people find out about Atlantucky Brewing? Uh, you can go to Atlantucky.com. I recommend you go to Instagram or Facebook and just search Atlantucky. Uh not Atlanta Tucky, Atlantucky. Right. It takes you a few times to drop the about. A from Atlanta and put an Ucky on the end, right? Look us up, man. Or look up Nappy Roots. There beer. you go. You'll find it. You type okay. those three words saying Nappy Roots beer. And you'll see Atlantucky, or you'll just see Nappy Roots, all of the stuff we're doing anyway. So, man, thank y'all for the for the shout out, man. You love bet, y'all. man. Thanks. Love y'all, Glad brothers, to have you here. Man. Thanks, man. We love y'all too. Appreciate it. Y'all, that wraps it up for this episode of Beer Guys Radio, the end of an era for Beer Guys Radio. Last session in our studio, last radio session. We continue to live on, rising from the not so much ashes. As BGR 2.0, April 29th. Do not miss that. We'll be there. We thank you so much for following along, listening to us these last seven years. As always, have a great week and don't forget to drink local. Cheers.